Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you have not experienced the content yourself, then please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to us ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Another Happy Pod. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Another Happy Pod. Do we say episode of Another Happy Pod or is you it just Another Happy Pod? You also said Another Twice, so that <clears throat> kind of sounds kind of weird. Welcome to another episode of Another Happy Pod. Welcome to yet another episode. God, are we still doing these, Nathan? Um, brought to you by the Pint Size Network, of course. The pod where we keep it fresh, positive and dripping this week in homicidal vibes. Yeah, leave all that in, I say. That was good. No reason to do another take. Why not? Yeah, just leave all that in. No, yeah, man, we'll go with it. Yeah, it would be dis- Nathan. It would be disingenuous for us to record yet another take. Uh, the first one we had to spoil already because we started speaking about iCarly. We are your hosts. Uh, my name is Lawrence, and I'm joined as usual by your favourite old fossil, Nathan <laughs> Bauer. So I was wondering. Oh, thanks for putting my last name on that. So I was wondering if you was <laughs> going to switch it up and think of a different joke at all ever. If it's not broke, don't fix it, Nathan. That's what I say. I mean, it kind of is broke, though, isn't it? Uh, well, a little bit. Listen, this this week, Nathan, is one of the very weeks that we created this podcast for, for the sole purpose. I think we've said this before of getting each other to watch shit that the other person doesn't want to watch. And Nathan, you have watched The Boys Season 1 and 2, and... It's pretty okay. <laughs> you liked it. Shut up. You, you... <laughs> No, I, love it. I loved it. It's great. It's a good you show. You binged it in, like, what? Like, fucking less than a week? I, I yeah, I did the first season in probably spread out over about four or five days. Uh, I started the second season. I did two episodes because it was pretty late. So I did two episodes back to back, then went to bed. And then the next day I didn't have work or anything. So I just binged the rest of the season, the entire thing. It's so uh, easy to binge this show. It is. Yeah, it's very easy to binge. When they, when they released this, you, you weren't 
uh, obviously you got to binge the entire thing because when you watched it obviously the whole thing was out um, one yeah. thing that I was going to say they changed the release for this uh, so it's a release on Amazon when they first uh, did season one they dropped it as one season like like a Netflix drop like a binge there you go there's the whole thing at once yeah. uh, this time in season two they took more of a Disney Plus approach where they released it like um, week by week that's definitely from a from a business perspective anyway that's definitely the smarter thing to do uh, I think one of the best things about The Mandalorian which we'll talk about next week is the fact that it's week to week that every Friday you get that little uh, Star Wars adventure and that way the conversation keeps on going because if you if you remember back to like fucking uh, Netflix Daredevil and all those that, that weekend they launched sure all over the news yeah. sites all over Twitter and everything like that but pretty soon after that it was just dead no one was really talking about it compare it to the likes of game of thrones right do you remember when game of thrones was on and it, like every week like some someone would have a new theory and then like the next week the yeah. show did something and that theory wasn't relevant anymore and then they'd be like right a new theory <laughs> like it was honestly it was game of fucking we we live in the uk spoiler alert um and uh game of thrones here it aired at the exact same time it aired in america so we had to stay up until like fucking 3 a.m to watch game of thrones uh but i always remember i loved those even though it was sunday night and we had work the next morning i absolutely loved staying up until 3 a.m because twitter at that time oh. was just so fucking lit man. <laughs> everyone was so excited there was memes going everywhere there was just funny jokes it was amazing it popped off yeah exactly and i think that's what you want with this kind of show you want to keep the conversation going you want uh, to keep it relevant really which is is exactly what the the week to week format does don't get me wrong i love a binge a binge is great um but i don't know the the week to week just keeps it more relevant i, really. I like my shows week to week i used to like them as a binge i now like them week to week because it's just so much easier to fucking manage like you can just it really is you, yeah like yeah. like uh, with the mandalorian we're currently um well we've got a podcast on that next week but we're currently doing it week by week and it's the last week uh in next week's coming up uh, and it's yeah i've just been able to keep on top of it because it's what like it's like 40 minutes of my time once a week i can handle that i can't handle like fucking fucking something stupid like eight hours like on a Honestly, when the when the Netflix Marvel shows used to drop, I used to get so stressed out because I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna have to fucking do nothing for 13 hours and just binge this thing. Otherwise, I'm gonna get spoiled. So I just need to get through this as fast as possible. And honestly, it ruined it for me. It was a it was a slug to get through. You get about halfway and you're just burnt out on it as well. And spoilers are so easy to come by as well. It's not like if, it's not even like you'd have to like mute words on Twitter or something. You could go onto youtube and some asshole could just have a spoiler right in the thumbnail for the video and it's recommended because it's trending it's it's a nightmare um but yeah no i i preferred it um what do you make of this because this was a show when i first saw this show when i saw it advertised the thing that made me the thing that sold it for me was the trailer uh, which they used a girls aloud song in i don't know if you ever did watch the season one trailer you probably might not have done um, I don't think I did. No, it's a great trailer. It's really fun, and obviously Carl Urban's in it, and it uses a um, uh, like it's very like an aggressive trailer, um, so it kind of sells you automatically. But I wasn't gonna bother with this, and I thought, you know what, I've got nothing else to watch. I'm gonna stick on the first episode. I was hooked. Like I, I just I was straight into it. So what, what was your like kind of 
what was your reaction to season one before we go on to season two? So uh, I never really had any interest in watching this show. I didn't think it was going to be my thing at all. Um, from what I'd seen of it and my my perception of it was that it was just this kind of edgy for being edgy sake kind of show and just, you know, like over-the-top extreme violence for no reason, no real reason behind anything. Uh, we're going to be politically incorrect. Fuck you and your feelings. Facts don't have feelings. All that kind of bullshit. I don't know why I thought that, because like, there was nothing I saw which led me it's, to believe. It's got one of them... It's got like the same kind of vibe that Joker has, where it's like, we're for, we're for troubled white kids that love monster energy drink kind of vibes. Um, <laughs> yeah. like that's, it does feel like that, and it feels very much like a show that's like, you know, it, it, oh, I'm trying to find the best ways to describe it. They use the music quite a lot. It's quite an in-your-face show. It's very loud, abrasive, um, and it I think it does deliberately try and kind of piss people off. Um and, oh, yeah, but that was my perception. But that was my perception of it, though. Um, then, uh, to be honest, I started watching it because you just wouldn't stop fucking bugging me about it. That's not going to happen with the crown. Don't think it is. No matter how much you keep talking <laughs> to me about the so crown, good. I'm not going to fucking. I don't care how good it is. I'm not going to watch the fucking crown. You're a fool, okay? You're a fool who doesn't get it, Nathan. <laughs> fuck you and the crown okay um, but yeah i just finally gave in and i thought you know what i've got nothing else to do tonight i'll watch the first episode of the boys even if i don't like the first 15 minutes or whatever i'll turn it off and for the first little while i was like all right yeah i get it you know superheroes uh oh <laughs> sorry my watch just went off lawrence you're a little bitch oh. go and explain <laughs> your little funny joke come on <laughs> so he was talking on the phone earlier and uh, for some reason I just asked my watch to remind me to call Lawrence a little bitch at 9.30pm and uh, it just went off so Lawrence you're a little bitch thank you there Nathan and thank you Siri you're welcome thank you Siri uh, anyway yeah so yeah I, the, the show side you know Homelander and Maeve they're stopping the bus I get it you know superheroes it's it's Justice League but not really it's Superman it's Wonder Woman but not really it's just their archetypes I get it uh, I was like, yeah, all right, this is this is fine. Okay, cool. Then it got to the moment where uh, Huey is leaving the, his place of business, the electrical goods store, with his girlfriend. Um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, cute romance. I'm sure this will lead for the series or whatever. Yeah, and then boom. she What? <laughs> She's gone? She, did she disappear? Oh. Oh, no. She exploded. Oh, no. A guy ran through her. Holy shit, he's just holding her hands. From then, I was like, okay, okay, yeah, you got me. I'll watch this now. And yeah, just from then, I was I was pretty intrigued. Mate, that is, that is something I... It's in the first trailer, and fuck, I wish it wasn't. Can you imagine selling this? I think, I think the show really missed a trick in selling this as like a, a Justice League light show and then just completely yeah. like pulling the rug out from people in the first episode with that because... Mate, it's always been a conversation. It's been one of them things um, where, like, oh, if you if you had super speed, theoretically, you could just run up people. Like, like the whole like Ant Man could just go up Thanos's ass and expand kind of theory. Um, yeah. it, like, it's it's logically how you should use that superpower if you're fucked. <laughs> um, it's that scenario. You, if you had super speed, you can run through people and just just splatter Decimate them. Decimate them. Yeah. 
Like like literally like a bug on a windshield, yeah. just fucking straight through them. And it's um, I like how it deals with um, it, superheroes are personalities. They're not superheroes because that is a million percent how it would work in this world. <laughs> like, there's no chance that like a character like Superman could exist and do it for the, the out of the kindness of his heart. It would definitely be that a man has been exploited and now is just the world's biggest prick, which is Homelander essentially. What did you think about him? So, uh, I'll, t- I'll touch more on Homelander in a second. Um, but the whole that whole concept that like superheroes as a business, it's it's really intriguing. It's really interesting. Um, I don't know how much the comic dives into that because I haven't read them at all. I plan to at some point, but as of right now, I haven't read a single scrap. Um, but that whole idea of the company for basically monetizing superheroes it's really interesting but it's also really fucking annoying at the same time it is so um what's the word so antagonizing i guess it's it it fills me with hatred (laughs) just all the time i hear them talking about uh like just all the statistics and the business side of superheroing like all the facts that oh yeah you can do that because that'll make your your polls go up your your points go up or whatever that'll give you a good reception no you can't save that person people don't like them at the moment that's not a good look for us uh the whole marketing side of it really i think i'm what i'm trying to say it really it was infuriating but i think that's the point of it though it's supposed to be like yeah and it's and it the one thing i love about it is how there is not a single genuine person that works in vault um at least in season one there is like there's there's one which one's that one starlight oh yeah but i count her as not working there do you know what i mean she's she okay she makes a u-turn pretty sharpish into the show um but yeah the the thing that i love about it is how everyone there is just so shallow and horrible like yeah, and they're, and they're the characters that you're kind of supposed to sympathise for, but you know, like um, the one who becomes a little bit more prominent, who is um, like the kind of secretary, and then she becomes like the, the like the head person of the seven. Um, yeah, she's she's so annoying. <laughs> she really is. But but it's by design, and it and they do it they do it so well. Um, I'm interested who your favourite character is in this. Um. <laughs> Probably, ooh, favorite character. Hmm. Now that's interesting. Or, or some notable characters. Uh, Billy Butch is the obvious one to go for. Uh, he's the. <laughs> I, I was going to say the charm of the show, but I don't know if that's probably the right way to describe him. He's, I think he um, is. I think that. I think that's appropriate. I think that works. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's just great. Carl Urban is a great actor. Accents aside, although it's weird because he can do a British accent because uh, we've heard him do a British accent in Lord of the Rings, even in Thor, or while it was over the top, it was still better than this. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure what's going on there, but uh, yeah, he is great uh, as Billy. Just this complete fucking mate an absolute dickhead of a character like not a nice person at all not someone you want to be friends with but it's that classic trope of absolute fucking dickhead with a heart of gold who secretly cares about you i there's there's something about that trope which i i don't know i always i always really like uh and and he does it great as well it's also it's also like dickhead dickhead versus dickhead but one of them 
<laughs> one of them's a dickhead because they have to be to get stuff done. The other one's just a straight up dickhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, Huey is a, a great character. Um, uh, he's kind of like the audience viewpoint, really new to this whole world and everything like that. And I like him. He, we get some good moments with him. His relationship with Starlight is what really uh, gets me invested in. They were very cute together. Um, who else? I don't know, man. Everyone in the seven is just a dick. So. Actually, actually, tell you what, fuck it. Let's run through some of the seven, right? So, basically, to give an overview, uh, Homelander is evil Superman. Um, and when I say evil Superman, I mean, like... Evil. Horrifically like, evil Superman. Like Hitler Nazi. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you've got uh, Translucent, who is, as you'd expect, a man who can turn invisible. And in this world, that equals one thing, pervert. Yep. Um which is him, uh, and he's pretty much like invincible, at least from the uh, outside, which he... we find out. <laughs> Not so much um, from the inside. Starlight, I'm a bit confused as to what Starlight's powers are most of the time. I feel like she can just she... kind of take electricity. Yeah, she like manipulates it. electricity into like light force, I guess. Something like that. Yeah, I think. It's vague. Uh, Maeve is Wonder Woman. Maeve is Wonder Woman, uh, yeah. Basically, I don't. Is her power just kind of like super strength? Is that super? It, yeah, super strength. Um, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, there's, uh, I'm probably forget. Oh, there's the deep. Uh, who is Aquaman? Aqu- is is Aquaman? And my God, if you've ever wanted to see like a like a uh, a superhero movie deal with the fact that Aquaman is famously <laughs> just useless, this is it. Like he is there purely. <laughs> so that they can have, like, some kind of eco-friendly person on the team for showing sake. Yeah. Um, he's useless. He's like, also he's a cunt. He's literally useless. He's, he's yeah. useless. He's a cunt, but he's very useless, yeah. yeah. So A-Train, The Flash. <laughs> yeah. This is Justice League life. It's, yeah, it's literally Justice League. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> uh, so you've also got Black Noir. Yeah. Do you know much about Black Noir and his comic origins? Uh, I know a little bit, which we probably don't want to get into here because it might spoil it for some people. I mean, we say spoilers, but we're talking about the TV show, so I don't want to get into that. Uh, True. I don't or, think we should talk I'll about say, that. I won't, I won't spoil a thing, but if you haven't read the comics, yeah. please read the comics. I haven't they're, read the they're comics. They're very good. I know you haven't, Nathan. I'm speaking yeah. to the to the general listener. Ah. Um, pl- please read the comics, uh, and please do not look at any theories about who anyone is. Okay. He's great in this. There's that scene where he just like pulls up on the piano and just starts playing <laughs> it perfectly. It makes no sense, but it's great and I love it. So there we go. There's the seven. What a bunch of cunts. A set of wankers. Uh, you've also got the boys. Um, I I was a bit like, I didn't really quite get the concept. in season. I think they do a much better job in season two of kind of fleshing out who the boys are. Not just as people, but like what their purpose is. Yeah. Um, in season one, I think they're just on a bit of a Billy Butcher's just on a bit of a ramp, uh, like a war path. Yeah. Um, because he believes that Homelander raped and uh, killed his wife. Yeah. So he's been he's been looking for her for eight years, and on the way, he's picked up uh, uh, who who's he got? He's got Frenchie. Um, Frenchie. Uh, so a generic French guy who's very fun. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, Mother's Milk, uh, who's this very sweet man who, in season two, just wants to build his doll's house. Bless him. 
<laughs> man, he's he's got so much stuff he just wants to go home and do. <laughs> no. And, and people, people keep putting guns in his hand and they're like, no, nah, aiming them at these demigods of, of people. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, man, come on. <laughs> he's just so tired. He doesn't want to be there, but he's still there because he feels like it's the right thing to do. I like him, man. He's a, he's a good guy. He he is he is a good guy, but he's he's kind of like the muscle kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like he's a he's a tank of a of a bloke. Um, and you've got uh, Kimiko as well. Who Kimiko, is, yeah, also the muscle, great. I guess. Yeah, she's the super on the team. Yeah, or the supers they like call them. Um, what is her power other than just being a tank? I think it is just that like insane strength because that's and she can tear a man apart with her bare hands. Yeah, it's a bit fucking ridiculous but then you've got Huey um, now the reason Butcher goes to Huey I believe is just because he's found out that basically someone else has shared the same fate as, as Butcher that basically has had his missus killed Yeah. Um, and they're doing everything in their power to just cover it up or be like here's a couple of thousand dollars like sorry about her she's dead Yeah. Um, like obviously that's an enormous insult what did you, what did you think about Huey in this season because I have some thoughts in which season season one in in season one in season one um uh, the thing I the thing I like about Huey and specifically his relationship with Billy is that I definitely believe that what Billy said is true that when he first came in contact with Billy Huey was just a tool to him. He was just a means to an end. He was just a way to get inside Vort uh, and and plan that device or maybe to lure one of them out so he could do whatever he needed to do. I don't know if he planned that. That's just the way it worked out. But Huey was 100% just a tool for Billy to manipulate and use. Um, that's how it started anyway. But you, you see as the show goes on that Billy really does actually care for Huey. He actually starts to like to take him under his wing and look out for him. And yeah, he is an absolute dick to him. And, and in season two, Huey has every right to be as pissed off with Billy as he is. Because um, they really uh, get down to it. Like in, in the second season, Huey's really pissed off with Billy. And for good reason, he has every right to be. Uh, but then there are those little moments. Like I remember in season two, the episodes where I think they're at the, the hospital, like the mental hospital, no, the super hospital, sorry. Uh, and the van gets overturned and uh, Huey is inside it. And straight away, Butcher is just so worried about Huey and they just rush towards the van to get him out. Um, so, so yeah, that, that relationship is really interesting. Huey as a character is... It, it's weird because there's not much to him, but he's also kind of the heart of the show as well. Like, it's all, it's all really because of him that this is happening. I, I think that's the entire point of him. So my my thoughts on him was that in season one, I thought that he was basically like I thought that he was basically just this kind of like fun character who'd been picked up on this ride and like like mother's milk handed a gun and and then suddenly the next thing you know he's shooting people and yeah there's the funny scenes where like he 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 leans up shoots this guy in the head by complete accident and just goes sorry <laughs> yeah that's um, great and like and it's, it's it's funny and it is great but for a whole season of a show it kind of it, it got to me a little bit that he he didn't really do much in season two 
yeah. flipped it completely on his head and they start to really explore the fact that Huey's just an average dude. Because like, <laughs> there's, there's certain scenes where like he's sat there, he's covered in like countless people's blood. Yeah. One of my favourite moments is they have a heart-to-heart inside of the carcass of a whale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking obscene. Like, it's such a stupid show. But the fact like that they can, t- they can make me take moments like that seriously... Yeah, is such a testament to how much they put in, and I think uh, the reason I I think they deliberately held back on giving Huey too much of a character so they could go fucking so they could have it hit him like a train in season two. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely there's definitely some great uh, character progression with that character. One thing I actually quite like about him is um, I've I've already said his relationship with with uh, is it Katie Starlight. Uh, his 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 who sorry Katie is that her, is her name Katie? Oh, I don't know. I think it's Katie. I'm uh, just gonna say Starlight. Um, but his his relationship yeah. with Starlight is very cute. Um, and all f- throughout the entire first season, uh, there's this whole cloud looming over it because you you just know at some point it's all gonna go tits up because of of the the fact that he's lying to her basically you know that at some point it's going to go tits up but they're still very cute together one thing i actually really like is on their date he in season one this is he clocks that she's holding back when they're going bowling he clocks that she's holding back and not showing like exactly what she's capable and he's like what are you doing it's a bit of a joke. Just drop it. I'm not some fragile little boy. I can handle you beating me in bowling. I'm like, you know what, man? Hats off to you. I like you, Huey. Yeah. You can stay. Yeah, he's a, he's a good lad. And I think that is that is the essence of his character, that he is just actually just meant to be, I think, the only, like, through and through decent bloke who's not... Like, I know you've got Mother's Milk, but Mother's Milk is still a murderer. <laughs> like, like, well, I mean, he's, so he's is great. Huey. Yeah, he is, but my God, he's... Like, if you look at the motivations, Mother's Milk, uh, his his dad, I think it was, his dad got in legal trouble with Vought uh, yeah. and, like, def- basically worked himself so silly defending his, his legal case that he basically kind of stressed himself out to death. Yeah. Um, and he's always resented Vought for that, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Lovely motivation, I get it. <laughs> Huey's girlfriend was ran through. <laughs> like, if 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 Huey wants to take a few shots, that's fine. You've got a green light, man. That's a pass, right? Mother's uh, Mother's milk. It was he just had a dad that died. That was it. Like, <laughs> Huey is truly uh, the only decent bloke in the show. Um, I I I. I mm. I, God, I who, see, who's a contender? Frenchie, I'd say. He's fucked up, don't get me wrong. He's very fucked up, but Frenchie really cares about his friends. He really cares about the people he's with. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right, Huey and Frenchie, fan club. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's move on to season two, because season two, I think, is really the, the meat of the show where it kind of came into its own and found its voice. Yeah, um, with a new character with a nuke oh. dude when i f- right this i again this is something you probably wouldn't have seen because you jumped straight into the series the marketing for season two yeah they released a clip uh which is like a you know like the beginning of justice league where the kids are like filming superman on their phone yeah 
they did that it's awful. but it was with homelander um and um starlight was this kind of irritating character that was like i just got put in the seven yes bitches blah 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 yeah um and i went obviously right as a bloke who knows what this show is i went oh she's gonna be like the new irritating character she's gonna be like the new comedic relief so when you said starlight you meant stormfront i meant stormfront okay right yeah so i just got confused for a second there yeah yeah sorry um so yeah i thought oh here it comes she's just gonna be the the comedic relief yeah (laughs) nope spoiler (laughs) alert again if you haven't seen the series go and watch the series so she's a, she's a she's a straight up nazi she's a nazi yeah so she, she's literally a nazi <laughs> she, she's like she's like hitler's best mate nazi so i and yeah i did i didn't watch any marketing so i i just went straight in uh, from season one to season two no trailer no nothing no clips no anything like that uh so yeah just went straight into season two now uh at first <laughs> I'm ashamed of the fact that I actually really liked Stormfront at first. I thought she was this, you know, cool, like, breaking the status quo of, of the Seven. She was, like, the one who was like, nah, fuck all this corporate bullshit. I'm just here to be a superhero. I'm just here to do what I need to do. Uh, yeah, fuck fuck the man and all that uh, stuff. I was like... fell into the trap. Yeah, I did. I 100% did. I was like, you know what? I like you. You're pretty cool. Yeah, fuck, fuck capitalism and all that bullshit um then you big lefty yeah but you big commie cunt but then uh then it was the episode where uh she's chasing they're chasing kimiko and um his her brother uh, the the super terrorist, um, and and she she's chasing them through the building. I was like, oh, she's really strong. I'm like, oh, she just like tore down that building, and did she just kill that family? That's pretty strange. Oh, she just killed that other guy. Oh, these people are all black. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. And then she just comes. Uh, she just kills Kimiko's brother with um, a word I'm not going to repeat, but a very harsh slur as she, she kills him. She uses very choice language. Yes, it's, yes, it's she does. And it's, it's, and it's designed to be so. It's very shocking. It's very horrific as well. And from then, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't like you. Nah, fuck that. Um, obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm, I'm quite partial to it myself, Nathan. I think she's a great character. <laughs> I'm sure you do. No, I felt, I felt no yeah, she's she's the fucking worst man. She's a, a literal Nazi and a, definitely a character that you are intentionally supposed to hate. And and I think that's probably like I said, I didn't see any of the marketing, but it sounds like they hid that part. They obviously didn't go in and show her as a fucking Nazi or anything in the trailers. I'm assuming they they hid it so well, yeah, like ridiculously well. Um, I will say this. Um, it's it's a very very important this 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 second season especially yeah it goes into some really important kind of political and social commentary um and a lot of the times i'm not hugely a fan of that in my superhero shows right <laughs> and not to say i'm i'm like deaf to it right but i feel like sometimes it can come across as creators trying to beat you over the over the head with a stick yeah um and it seems very disingenuous this show fucking nails it it, like, it really does 
and the yeah. fact that the, the, by the way the fact that the, at the time when this was coming out was when the 2020 election was going on just if, yeah. if people happen to listen to this podcast a couple of months down the line um, this show was released around the 2020 election and the fact that there's Trump supporters out there like wearing Homelander's costume oh my god making yourself look like a fucking idiot that how like, do they not get it that's fucking it, terrifying yeah. You are a you are a fucking moron. <laughs> Have you seen the show? What the fuck are you doing? You're you're the Nazi. <laughs> it's um, it's fucking absurd. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get too political, but it is fucking absurd that in 2020, uh, a message Nazi equals bad is controversial. It yeah, really it is, is fucking insane, isn't it? But I it's, guess that's the world dumb. we live in. There we go. Sadly, so. Um, one thing I'll, I'll move on from um, move on from Stormfront in this because she she is great. Uh, one thing, one thing I do so. just want to say on, on Stormfront. Stormfront is well the the actress who plays. I don't want to say Stormfront's great. She's not. She's fucking awful. The, the no, but she, as, a, as, a, the as a character, she yeah. serves an incredible character. She does, yeah, and she, she does exactly what she's supposed to do very well. That's what I'll say. Um, but one thing about Stormfront, which I recently learned, is in the comics uh, she's actually a guy. Uh, I believe uh, Stormfront, who is also a Nazi, um, but yeah, they just gender swapped the character, which is yeah, it's, it's the it's the same character, just a woman in the show. Yeah, there we go. Um, I think that this season, again, I've said this is my favorite season of of the two. Um, this does an amazing job with Homelander as well. Um, yeah. Again, as I as I said, right, this guy, right, a lot of people came out of this and went, Homelander's a Nazi. He's not. He's he's a really desperate man who really just wants to be loved. You see, I've seen a lot of people talking uh, and debating over the fact is, is Homeland a racist or is he just going along with Stormfront? Um, to me, it's pretty clear that he's racist. Yeah, he, he is, right? I think to do... Right, put it this way. If you're going to do the things that he does, even if yeah. you're just going along with someone... Yeah, you're racist. Like if I if someone shoots someone in the head and I go, oh well, I need to shoot someone in the head now. I'm still a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. Um, and he is, but his motivations behind such this prejudice didn't exist in season one. It, it was never hinted at. It was never like obviously he had like an elitist complex and he had a he he believed even to be better than people. But as soon I, as Stormfront I, got into his head, I go on. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's it's. His look is very intentional, I reckon. He's very all-American, tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. What does that remind you of? Yeah, I know. I get it. I, I think it, <laughs> right. it, it is very... His look is very intentional. The moment I saw him, it's like Hitler's idea of the master race. It's That's that's what fucking Hitler had in mind, okay? And well, yeah, his that whole... is exactly what Hitler had in mind. That's the plot point in the show. Yeah, exactly. But that, but that's his look in the first season. So I, so I do think, it. Yeah, he's not going full fucking Third Reich. He's not doing the fucking Nazi salute and everything like that. But he, I do think it's at least hinted at, and just in, just in his look alone. Fair enough. I'm not going to fight you too hard on this, as I don't want to be known as the person <laughs> who tries to dispute people are Nazis, um, especially when they do some Nazi esque stuff. Um, Lawrence, the Nazi say- forgiver. No, please. The Nazi apologist, uh, I should say. No, I think that I think they're bad people. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I will say in this, then, uh, speaking in terms of a character, yeah. um, Homelander really develops in this season, and he 
there's there's a moment right and i i had to catch myself because it is again one of the most is the like the moment you had with stormfront where you presumed you're like you you like this character yeah um I had the same thing with Storm uh, with uh, Homelander, right? Who shows up with some flowers for on a date? And he goes oh. there to go on a little date. <laughs> Is that what you was talking about when you said there's a moment where you might feel sorry for Homelander? Yeah. To me. <laughs> See, I I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I was like, I was like, dude. Read the fucking broom, okay? What about what interaction have you had with Stormfront so far that would lead you to believe this is a good idea and she would like it? Because <laughs> nothing about what we've seen. But he doesn't know that, man. Yeah, because he he's a fucking, fucking sociopath. Lab. Yes, because he was right. Right. If you put it this way, right. <laughs> if you're raised in a lab, you're given mother again something you might not have seen right marketing for this i don't know if it actually ended up being a scene in the show or if it was like a bonus teaser kind of thing um homelander obviously he was um uh raised in like this little lab kind of thing yeah um and it mostly just kind of took place in this white bedroom um where he every day he'd have like school with his mum who obviously isn't his mum yeah some actress playing his mum um and the actress would show him like kind of um it would be on a projector and, and like a picture of a baseball would come up and he'd be like, I know this one, baseball, the greatest game on earth or something <laughs> like that. Like, like America's favorite pastime kind of yeah. thing. Um, Didn't he kill her? And it, yeah, man, he killed like seven of them. He killed seven like, of his mums. Yeah. But by, <laughs> but, but by hugging them so tight that uh, they died. Brutal. Yeah, it wasn't like he got he. It wasn't like a he got cross and killed them kind of thing. It was yeah. a he loved them and he was like they were the only person he knew. Yeah, so he hugged them. So and then there's a there's a moment in that teaser where um you don't know is that that she's like mum number eight or whatever, <laughs> um and she come and the guy comes in, and Homelander's like I'm sorry blah blah and he's only a kid and you do feel bad for him, uh, and and this this scientist bloke goes it's okay we'll take care of her just like we did with the last ones and it's like oh man that's fucked like yeah well yeah i see why homelander is a sociopathic yeah like okay maniac yeah yes i agree i i understand his his uh reasonings for being as fucked up as he is doesn't mean that it's like earned or forgiven or whatever he's still an incredibly terrible and awful person and deserves to have his head chopped off as far as I'm concerned. Well, well that is, that is the, that is the truth, Nathan. Again, <laughs> I will stop fighting you on this uh, before I dig myself a hole. Who knew um, this would be the episode where Lawrence showed his true colors as a Nazi <laughs> apologist. <laughs> Fuck. Go away. Um, really quickly. I know cause we're conscious uh, of time and we're getting, uh, quite close to the end um what did you make of season two as a whole uh it's really good like i said i I was so hooked on it that i binged the entire thing in about um well a day pretty much it it was really great i was so hooked on it it had great (laughs) kind of cameos from um iceman from x-men has lamplighter who was <laughs> yeah. just a great little in joke and great little touch there i, I liked him and 
<laughs> I just loved the fact that he was just straight up watching porn at like 12 o'clock midday on a giant screen team. Not even wanker, I just sat there watching porn for some I reason. I love that Huey's I love that Huey's uncomfortable as well because it's like a a, a Vort's like the seven porn parody. <laughs> yeah. And so someone someone who looks like Starlight is just getting railed in front of you. <laughs> Isn't he in the porno as well? Like, there's someone who's supposed to be him? What, someone who's supposed to be Lamplighter? No, Huey. I don't think Huey's in it, is he? Oh, I think I remember that. I don't know, maybe I'm making that up. But I kind of remember, like, a weedy guy who resembled Huey being in there and then just Huey having a weird look on his face. I don't know, maybe I'm making that up. But I remember that for some reason. Um, I, I, I sincerely hope that is in there. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that was great. And then the the way they sneak into Vort together, but then Lamplighter just fucking tops himself. <laughs> yeah, all right. That was that was a bit of a like, all right, dude, nice one. Yeah, like, I <laughs> I thought he was like, I thought he was gonna like betray Huey and turn him in or something at first. But then he just like, I don't know, he just like killed himself. I'm like, all right, well, I like. I like that he went there and he was like, it's time to make a big statement. And Vought would just like, get this fucking charred <laughs> carcass out of here, man. Like, who, who is this guy? <laughs> what, did, what did you uh, quickly think about the, the deep storyline in season two? Uh, I liked it and I didn't like it. It was, for me, some of the most boring scenes. I Whenever yeah. I got there, I felt like I kind of wanted to get back to the actual show. Yeah. Um, it felt like they were making up a lot of stuff for him to do. But then again, the actor is good. I like him. And I think he plays the character well. And there were some... Like, only in this show are you going to have Patton Oswalt <laughs> voicing Gills singing was, You Are So Beautiful to Me or whatever that song is. That was fucking was, insane, man. That was, it was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about the Deep as a character because literally the first introduction we have, he... He's an absolute fucking dickhead. He does one of the worst things yeah. someone can do. He's an absolute fucking cunt, okay? Yeah. That I'm uncomfortable with the fact that the show tries to give him a redemption arc after that. It's It just doesn't sit right with me. The, the They show you that and then go, oh, he's not that bad, look at him. He's trying to save fish and everything like that, and 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 I and because I think it's also because of what happens to him because the same because he gets raped as well in a scene that is so uncomfortable to watch as well. Um, yeah, it's and and no one deserves that. Like rapist or not, you don't deserve to get raped yourself. It's still I don't know it, the whole idea of giving him a redemption arc. Still, it doesn't really sit right with me. It it just made me a little uncomfortable really yeah i think i think they've built they they built themselves a barrier i i personally i think the deep is it is there in the seven for a punchline yeah um, and then the fact that the punchline kind of happened and then they didn't really know what else to do with this character yeah like, even the other minor like they they dispose of translucent within like the first couple of episodes because he's not going to be a big character um, Black Noir is always just in the background and can get away with it. A-Train is like one of the side characters in season two, but he at least does stuff towards the end. And with the deep, I feel like they just kind of, they went, look, haha, Aquaman's useless. And then people went, yeah, we get it. And then they went, oh, well, he's not dead and we've kind of got to write him in the show somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, we are, yeah, we are getting close to the end here. What, um, do you have any hopes for season three? Anything you want to see? Anything you're hoping for? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I really want to see Butcher become more of a dad to Ryan. I do um, too. There's, <laughs> there's a scene, right? And it's 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 obviously like the most like climactic scene of the of the end of the season, um, where he, um, Ryan, uses his laser vision to kill not kill but incapacitate Stormfront to a ridiculous end. Uh, in which case, kind of his mum gets caught up in the collateral damage. So Becca butcher does end up dying uh, which has been teased from the start uh, and and billy butcher just has this look of seething hatred for him yeah um and, and i genuinely i was sat there on the sofa and i genuinely was like don't kill the kid don't fucking kill the kid but the fact oh. that i genuinely thought he was he was capable of it no i didn't like, that i no point did i think he was gonna kill that kid Nah, I nah. I don't know, man. I thought he was, I, I, I thought no, I I never thought that that would happen. I think yeah, sure, he's he's angry and it's not a situation he likes, obviously. Um, but no, there was no part of me that I ever thought that kid was in danger from Billy. Anyway, he picked up the um he picked up the crowbar, which is his iconic weapon from the comics. That was a great moment, to be fair though. Um, really quickly, there's one moment I just wanted to touch on. Uh, I'll make it aware to the listeners. We know we've already spoken about this uh, off the podcast. Um, <laughs> you, you texted me at one point and you said, "Okay, I liked the end game. Um, I liked the end game girl power sequence, <laughs> but nothing will beat those three women just beating and kicking the ever loving fuck out of Stormfront <laughs> that was um, great. together." Yeah, and it's a brilliant moment. If that, that's how you do a girl power moment, yeah, the, the the one in end game is very in your face. Look at us where. We support women. This one Disney was just care about you. <laughs> yeah, this one was just that. Yeah, that's how you do it. It's it's not for. Yeah, it's good. What about you? Hopes for season three? Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to see Ryan join the boys. I want to see him become part of the team. Um, I, I, I honestly, outside of that, I really don't know. Um, Homelander's wanking over the city, I guess. So there's that. Um, but. I don't really have any hopes. Just want to see how fucked up this world can get, I guess. And I want to see that cunt die. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know what I hoped for in season two and what I got I was very happy with. So I'm very trusting in the writers. Uh, I hope they do more with the the, uh, the politician character, like the senator the, who oh, was yeah, the, the, the twist. mind powers thing. Yeah, yeah. AOC. That was a great little moment. People, yeah, people say she's based on AOC. I mean, that's probably just the fact that she's left-wing and Latina, but okay. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> but, but, you know, the internet, you've got to get your clickbait in there somehow, man. Yeah, I guess. Um, how many how many happy pods was this for you? Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> I'll give this uh, nine boys out of ten boys. Oh, okay, high ratings. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go for a nine. You've, I was, I was going to go for an eight, but you've, you've, you've persuaded me to go a little bit higher. There we go. What, what a, what a, what a fun thing. Well, there you bloody have it, boys. <laughs> uh, as always, thank you very, very much for listening. You at home. Uh, I hope you've had a great time and a wait. Oh, oh no, a whale of a time. I apologise. Uh, on this episode of another happy pod, brought to you by the Pint Size Network. At this point, we have stuff on our YouTube channel. Please 
feel free to go and check that out. We've actually maybe, got a quick video we, on. Maybe we do. It will be there, Nathan. It will be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a promise. It's a fucking promise. We'll see. Uh, me and Nathan having a great discussion about uh, whether you should take Compound V, the uh, the serum that gives the supers their powers in this. Uh, yeah. Be sure to check us out on Twitter as well. We post GIFs. We post other stuff. Uh, and we post some tweets on there too. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at Another Happy Pod. Also on Instagram. Drop us a fucking... Do, do whatever you want. Drop us something uh, and let us know what you want to see next. But Nathan, any other parting words? Another happy pod. Oh, you'd love to see it. Another happy pod. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, 